I gotta explain this song, but oh, you're looking at me wait, strange. Where did you find this? <laughs> this is okay. as bad as the Thanksgiving song. No, we this had is last this year. is better. This is the Christmas Tree Feud by John Jacobson and Christy Carey Miller. And what it is, it goes back and forth. So this first verse is about I want a live Christmas tree with the smell and the branches okay. and da da da. Then the second verse is like, give me an artificial tree. It can have glitter. It can have garland. I don't really care. We can use it year after year. So it's a Christmas. <laughs> tree feud okay people are arguing over whether they want a real tree or an artificial tree <laughs> this so sounds funny. like you and me yeah because i'm total team real tree and i'm team fake. i don't want to call it a fake it's not fake <laughs> artificial it's it's, it's artificial it's, it's reusable <laughs> recycled <laughs> we got to introduce our guest because we're talking Christmas trees. We're talking, speaking of evergreens today, we've got Celeste Scott with us. She is the horticulture agent for University of Tennessee in Madison County. Hey, Celeste. Hey. Thank you for joining us because you know more about trees than we do. But I've got some data. 2017, 27 million live trees were cut and sold. Okay, that's a lot of trees. A lot, yeah. But 21 million artificial trees were sold. So I think it's a pretty good split. It is. I mean, people like both. And you use your artificial tree multiple years. So you, you don't do. have to buy a new one every year. But you know, you get sick of it. Well, I just, we used to have one and I always had like the middle strand of lights would go out. Now that does what happen. Heck, you know, mm -hmm. but I love the real tree. It's like a family tradition now and it smells so good. Right. I and tradition it. is probably one of the, the main things that drives people, whether I they're going to get so. the real tree or the artificial tree. Celeste, I don't even yeah. have to ask. I'm all you, real tree. I figured you oh, were look, real tree. Oh, look, it's two to one. Now, now do you go and cut it yourself <laughs> and yes. the family gets involved? So, usually we, we do go cut it ourselves. And this is kind of a family tradition that my dad started. We live on a farm mm -hmm. and, you know, have acreage and things. And so, when I was young, my dad would bundle us up and we wouldn't take mom. This was like the one thing that mom didn't have to go do right and he'd say, i'd be that mom <laughs> yeah y'all so, just go cut one yeah. down and bring it back <laughs> and, and he'd say we were gonna go christmas tree hunting oh how fun and, see and, i'd have been in on that and so we would be like traipsing around the woods and the fence lines and things looking for that tree but really my dad already had found the tree oh. and like knew in his head which one was going to be the good one and he would just kind of like lead us here and there and and let us think that we were finding it on our own. Oh. But really, he was directing us towards the tree he wanted us. This it was a cedar you know, tree. Like she's smiling right now the whole time. She's I know about the memories. This. I just see it yes. coming back. Yeah. You know, and, yes. and, and and you know one of the things that, that drives me to keep the artificial tree is just frequency of purchase. You know, I didn't have to worry right. about it this year. I knew the tree was there. I didn't have to worry about oh we're gonna have to go out in the cold. We're gonna have to find a tree, and you know what if we don't find any? You know. It's just the frequency, but every year you've got to get another tree. Yeah, and but that's one thing we like. We don't have to store it. 
Well, that's true. You now, know. the storage of it is an issue. But, Celeste, I want to bring you in on something because this is a hot topic. Yes. Um, this has been in the news, um, and I, I don't understand all of it, but there's a Christmas tree shortage, live Christmas trees. There were not as many planted for some reason, and so we don't have as many this okay. year. And the okay. prices are up, and people are going crazy, and this was actually <laughs> on national news. So, what's going on? Okay, so, well, there's several things that have played into this rise in Christmas tree prices and the, um, you know, quote-unquote shortage of trees that, that's going on. And believe it or not, it's not a new thing. So, this trend started several years ago, oh. uh, about three years ago, slowly, um, and it may have been uh, not very noticeable to most consumers. Mm -hmm. Um, where you will see the biggest impacts are in those heavily populated urban areas, right? Where things are naturally more expensive anyway. Mm -hmm. um, but it, the prices have been on the rise for the past uh, three to four years. And this is because of several reasons. So in 2008, we had the recession. Mm -hmm. So uh, Christmas tree farmers, some weren't able to replant as many trees as they oh. normally would have. Mm -hmm. So and here we are like 11 years out seeing. Right. And the reason I say this kind of started several years ago is because different tree species take different amounts of time to reach maturity, mm -hmm. which is generally like six to between six and seven feet in height. Um, so some trees grow a lot more quickly than others. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's it's kind of been spread out over the past several years. Um, Interesting. We also had many farms at that time, Christmas tree farms, actually just went out of business. Oh. So we've got less supply, right, from okay. that time Gosh, period. it's really not something I thought about during the recession. Like, yeah. no, what's going to happen with my Christmas tree <laughs> right. next year? Like, no. <laughs> and, then, and then to top it all off, since then, you know, we've had crazy periods of droughts and floods and wildfires on the West Coast and different... Um, you know, clim climatic and, you know, environments to these uh, areas that have high, you know, populations of Christmas tree farms. Well, that's interesting. And mm. so, you know, uh, that comes into play as well. It's not all about the recession, but things change, and that's just something that we have to deal with in the world of agriculture and, and producing things. Well, yeah, you can't control the weather or the climate. No, you can't. So you've got to adapt or... So people may be paying a few more dollars um, than they have in the past for their live Christmas trees. But I really think most people that want a real tree are going to... Oh, they're going to pay it anyway. Do it, yeah. Yeah, and so that was that was one thing, you know, it, right now it seems like a great thing for the Christmas tree producer that prices are higher when they had such a difficult time, you know, several sure, years ago. Sure. So that's great for them, but for the buyer it could be, uh, you know, stressful. Right, it could. Right. Well, you know, some people don't know when to purchase a real tree. Yeah, what's the time? You I know, mean, I definitely like wouldn't know when to purchase it. Because <laughs> if you buy it from a tree farm or a box store distributing kind of place, you don't really know when it was cut. Right. You don't know when it was cut, and sometimes you're really not sure where that tree originated from. Yeah. So we're here in West Tennessee. Um, if you go to a Christmas tree lot or many of the garden centers or box stores around here, most of those trees probably came from up north. So we're thinking around Michigan, around Pennsylvania possibly. Mm -hmm. So let's take into account the amount of time it took for them to harvest it on the farm, then ship it down here, how long has it been yep. sitting on the lot until you decide to come and buy it. Um, so it could be pretty variable. And there, there are some some tips, and they're not really tricks, just tips that you can use to check for freshness on those types of trees okay. to hopefully ensure that you're not going to get 
a week before Christmas and your tree's so dry, you need to take it down. Right? So what can people do? So um, what you want to do is is take the branches and, and just try to bend them. See, are they pliable? If they're brittle and they snap and they don't have that bendy bendiness to them, that's a sign that they have very low moisture content mm -hmm. and is a sign that the tree has been cut and waiting on you to purchase it for, very for a long time. while yeah also you could run your your fingers down um, down the branch where the needles are attached and um, they should stay they should stay attached if they fall <laughs> off if they all come off when well, you do that off, what should we do you should not buy that too. <laughs> or we should like by the another. time you get home it won't have any needles left on now, it now one thing i would say you know it's always helpful to give the tree a good shake you know when you're looking at them trying to decide on which one to get and see how many needles are falling off that you know could be right. a sign as well but let's always remember that the inside of evergreen trees shed their innermost needles uh, on a yearly basis. Right. So having some needles on the inside of the tree that are brown and falling off, that's normal. What I'm talking about are the, the outermost like what you know, you see. tips of the branches. Right. Right. So when you touch it, there shouldn't be shedding. Right. I should be able to touch the branch, hold the branch, and needles don't come off. Right. When okay. you purchase a pre-cut tree. Yes. And then when you get home, you need to... If that store doesn't do it for you, you need to cut it again because that sap is <clears throat> covered right. over and you won't have any, it won't, water won't be able to get in. I know this from experience, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I have no experience, so I have no idea what you're talking about. Well, like when you, where they cut it to, you know, get it, bring it in from the, harvest it. Mm -hmm. Well, if it's been a few days, the sap is going to cover that bottom. Mm. And when you get home, it's not going to be able to suck the water up into it. Mm. Gotcha. So if they don't cut, recut it for you at the tree lot or the box store, you need to, when you get home, cut cut a little block off that bottom so you, it will be able to absorb the water. Because mm -hmm. we forgot to do that one year, and mm. I had to re undecorate and redecorate the tree. Oh, no. It was, it was real fun. Now, <laughs> even, if, uh, even if you don't see clear signs of sap on the cut ends of your stump of your tree, you still need to give it that little cut if it's been more than 12 hours since it was harvested or, or priorly cut. Um, because it can just kind of gum up on the, the inside of the bark, you know, mm -hmm. in that cambium layer and, and phloem and xylem that's carrying water up and down. You know what that is, right? Through the tree. <laughs> I'm just bowing my head and I'm, I'm like, I'm looking saying, really intelligent you know, right it now. Can be, it could be workings on the inside of the tree, yeah. basically, is what I'm trying to say, that mm -hmm. are all gummed up gummed and up. not necessarily what you can see there on and the And you definitely need stuff. to water, check water every day, especially yes. at the beginning when you get it home. It's going to drink water like it just ran a marathon. On. So yes. you want to water every day, and a big safety tip: we always like turn your tree off if you're not home, unplug it. Oh, we do always. that with artificial yeah. trees. Yeah. <laughs> we don't leave any lights going. But some people lights. don't; they yeah. leave it all plugged in. But especially, like, you don't want to risk. You know, no. that's a big fire hazard. No. So there, there are some tips um, from a few universities: North Carolina Extension, and then also. Um, Penn State Extension, those are actually two of the states that have larger productions of Christmas trees. Mm -hmm. So it makes sense that they would have some publications that go along mm -hmm. with how to care for your fresh cut trees. And they have several tips here on maintaining freshness, and you hit the nail right on the head. I mean, maintaining high moisture content in your tree is essential. Yeah. And when the tree loses that water and the capability to take the water up, 
that's when you um, are gonna run into some issues. I thought this was kind of neat. So obviously you wanna keep the water above the cut, the base of right. the tree, right? So like my tree stand is very big. It can have water in it, but not necessarily be at the cut level of my trunk, yeah. right? So you need to keep the water level yeah. high. Um, another thing that I thought was neat, they kind of had an estimation here. You need at least one quart of water per inch of trunk diameter. Okay. So generally speaking, rule of thumb. for most trees, your tree stand needs to hold at least one gallon of water. I mean, generally speaking. Right. So if you've got a tree stand that just has one, a little bitty tiny water reservoir, you need to get you a better tree stand. Right, or you're going to be watering all, all the time. <laughs> well, now, let me pump the brakes for just a second because... <laughs> Uh, one of my issues with live trees or cut trees is about bugs. And I'm not hearing any talk about the potential of bringing You know, Tanil loves insects. so much. I want to bring outside in <laughs> is one of my concerns. Oh, my gosh. Well, I, you know, Celeste, you've had real trees your whole life. I've had them for a long time. I've never had a bug problem. Me either. And the only... Uh I mean, real insect situation I've ever had. It wasn't really like a pest problem, but the, this cedar tree that we cut down off the farm had bagworms on it. You know, bagworms don't even look like a worm. They just yeah. look like a little brown bag attached to the tree. Okay, but that would take me out if I knew it was alive. <laughs> well, I just picked them off. You know, you them <laughs> no, off. I'm not, not doing It's not like that. Christmas vacation when they get it in and that squirrel jumps out on everybody. <laughs> yeah. No. No, no. And, you know, giving it a good shake That's helps, right. like, leaves and stuff fall out Yeah, of so after you get home and you cut off that bottom, you shake it a couple times, let it, <laughs> like, open up, then bring it in your house. You're good. I... I promise you i've never seen insects crawling off my tree i haven't either okay i'm weird. just checking it's it's weird though because i never have really thought about it until they but like, people like do think have that, that concern yeah. i don't know well, you're good it's all good okay if you say <laughs> you be you and do the what did you call it i won't say that recycle it tree. i'm just kidding <laughs> no. reusable it is coming in from outdoors right. but i've never had a problem and they even have scented spray that i don't use it because i uh, i just don't know about that but they have a tree to be an evergreen <laughs> they have, no not to be an evergreen to get the scent <laughs> I love it. I do love that smell when I walk in the house each evening when we have our tree up and it just... But I don't want any fake spray with that smell. Yeah. No. I'm not hey, spraying it. I think everybody needs to get whatever tree they like. Exactly. Know? Can I ask about poinsettias really quickly? Um, yeah. You know, just basically, what happens to them after Christmas? Well, most, most people just throw them away. <laughs> Tell you the yeah. truth. Most people just throw them away. Uh, you can... You know, keep them, and if you follow some, you know, pretty strict regimen, you could get them to rebloom. You know, again, but like next year. Yeah. Yes. So poinsettias are are strange. They are. We don't call it light sensitive, but they have a requirement for a dark period. So it's not like they need a a, a short amount of light. That's not the requirement. The requirement is they need a long amount of dark, uninterrupted dark. Oh, and so you yeah. have to put your poinsettia <laughs> in a dark place that's not going to be exposed to light. Like, say if you put it in a closet, but you open that closet every day, you've interrupted its dark period every time you open the closet. So it would need to have a special area to rejuvenate and, and encourage those. You know, the colored parts of the poinsettia, uh, aren't petals, so it's not technically a bloom. Those are colored leaves. We call them oh. racks. 
And so those leaves won't color um, unless they have that Sounds like a high maintenance. I was gonna say they are a little too needy. <laughs> and you can get them on Black Friday for like five dollars. So. <laughs> <laughs> they are pretty needy. So I say, for generally speaking, most people get them, decorate with them, enjoy them for a That's period right. of time, and, and then, then move along with your life. Yeah. Okay. Let's do that then. So yeah. one more thing before we go, I want to talk about like bringing outside in, not just the no, tree not form, with the bugs, but you know, just to decorate. Yeah. Do you have any suggestions? Definitely. So I love doing this myself. I love making homemade wreaths and garlands and decorating my mantle uh, with them. But when you are going to do that, um, again, moisture leaving those plants is the right. main deterrent. So you might want to wait a little closer to Christmas to do these inside decorations because you're not going to be able to water them as you are That's watering true. your tree. Yeah. It's also important, like I said, I love to decorate my mantle, but if I do that, I do not need to have a fire going in that fireplace. So don't decorate <laughs> With your live greenery on live greenery, okay? So the you know, it's not gonna spontaneously or combust. But if exposed to combustion and sure, it's dry, of sure. course it's going to ignite, right? And the scented spray that you spray on the artificial oh, yeah. is flammable. Yes. So you don't oh. want to use that with a flame going either. Heat, oh my gosh. Heat also speeds the drying process. <laughs> right. And, you know, so if it's above your mantle, it's, it's all gonna, that. gonna be very, very warm. Also putting things in direct sunlight, like believe it or not, like even a, a southern facing window could, um, cause enough transpiration, you know, to happen for all the moisture to leave those needles and it, for it to become very, very brittle and dry. So those are things to keep in mind. So maybe just wait a little closer to the sure. actual Christmas to do your inside decorating with live greenery. Um, there are some products, they're called desiccants, that you could dip that in. It's almost like a wax that coats the, that foliage and holds the moisture in. So that can be beneficial if you're gonna be doing it on a large scale. We've seen um, some positive results with that. And um, be careful with berries. Some of them are poisonous. So if you have small oh, children sure. and you're bringing in you know, berries and things. I was gonna say, the berries catch on fire? No, no they can just off. kill you. Oh. No, I'm just oh. I mean, my little girl was trying to eat like red styrofoam berries yesterday. Right. Oh, oh, yeah. Like, I mean, so. You gotta be careful. They're yeah. gonna pick up anything. Try it out. So, those would be some cautions that I have. But um, you had mentioned the the trimmings from the bottom of your tree. Yeah. If you need to cut some of your lower branches off, you can save those. And I use those every year, like on my dining room table. Now, you know, by the time Christmas is here, it's time for them to move on. But yeah. Oh, and then also, yeah. I've had good luck with just going to local garden centers um, and box stores even. They save all of those bottom limbs that they have to trim off of these trees they're selling. Okay. They usually have them in these huge cardboard bins, and they'll just give them to you for free. Like, all they're going to do is well, throw them away. Well, that's a good tip. That is. So, if you don't have any of your own or any evergreens growing in your lawn or, or what yeah. have you, you could go there there's and just a, ask a them. resource there. Yeah. Cool. Wow. I've learned so much. I have too. And I will it, still continue to be a live tree girl. It might just convince me. I don't you know. You can start small with some of these trimmings. Yeah. yeah. I can see, do the trimmings. See where that takes you. Mm -hmm. I can do the trimmings. <laughs> but, year, but the whole tree. Yeah. Real tree. 
I don't know about the whole tree. You just come over to Mayor Celeste's house and see what you think. Yes, that's what I'll do. I'll visit people there that have a lot of trees. <laughs> Celeste, thank you so much yeah. for your expertise. And Merry Christmas. Yes, Merry Christmas. Thank Enjoy you. the season. Will it be here before we turn around? Oh, it will. It's almost here. <laughs> yes, and thank you all for joining us on this edition of Bringing It Home. And in the words of Mr. Bob Marley, I wonder if he used real trees or artificial I don't know how many real trees they have in Jamaica. I don't know. He probably decorated a palm tree. <laughs> <laughs> now, I could be talked into that. <laughs> live the life you love. And love the life you live. Take care.